and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to an episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a millennial homemaker podcast. This is your host, Brittany Duncan. And I just got back from a lovely trip to Big Sky, Montana to visit my brother and sister-in-law, niece and nephew. My parents were there and my grandmother, so it's extra special. We had a great time. It was my brother's birthday, one of the twins, Michael and Austin, his other twin, celebrated his birthday in Charleston with his adorable family. So missed them for sure, but it was fun at least having some of our family together. And this episode, while it was on my radar to do it, I was planning on doing it in October before Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. But my grandmother and mom both mentioned that they love some of the tips that I'm going to include in this episode. And so I thought, huh, why not bump it up a little bit? This episode is going to talk about packing, which uh, I had a refresher on going to Big Sky and some ways to make it easier. Things that you can buy that help make it easier, things you don't need, how to simplify it so that you're not ripping your hair out trying to pack or when you get to your destination realizing that you don't actually have what you need. So my first tip is to use a packing list and this is really like a tri-fold idea and I have to give my husband Johnson credit for it because he started doing it when we met and it's really genius and so I've adopted it, my grandmother's adopted it, my mom's has adopted it. And what it is, is that you write down a list for your packing destination of what you're going to bring for that trip, what you have packed. And then once you actually go on the trip and you return home, you edit that list to reflect what you actually used while you were on the trip. How often do we overpack and only use a fraction of what we brought. We bring four pairs of pants when we wore one, maybe two. We forgot our bathing suit or realized that, you know, it would have been really nice to have two bathing suits instead of just one. So you come home, you make some edits to the list about what you didn't use, take those things off, and then what you wish you had had, and you add those items on. And then you save it so that you can refer back to it later. A lot of times you are probably going to a similar destination, back to the same place, or somewhere that has a similar climate where you can reference that list again. So make packing lists. We've got ones for mountain destinations, camping, formal destinations, warm destinations, all sorts that we know what to bring. When it comes to actually packing your suitcase, there's all sorts of different ways to do this. I'm a big fan of using packing cubes, as is my husband. And with these packing cubes, why I love them is that it categorizes everything. I'm not having to rummage through my bag to figure out where are my shirts, where are my pants, where are my socks, all those things. And then having a laundry bag as part of that set 
that you can put your dirty clothes into so that you know, okay, I you're not contaminating your other clothes and you are not being distracted by a bunch of dirty clothes trying to find clean items to put in an outfit together with. With the packing cubes, I recommend rolling your clothing instead of folding it. So you'll fold it first, but then turn that into a roll and you can fit much more into the packing cube that way. And it also allows you to be able to see all of the items in that packing cube at once. So instead of having a stack of five t-shirts, I can see all five t-shirts laid out horizontally so I don't have to lift them up to see what's under it. Downsize is my third tip. And basically we overpack, or at least I do. Maybe maybe some others out there have the underpacking problem, but for me, it's I overpack. I end up bringing more than I think I need because I want to be prepared for whatever comes up. But lately I have really tried to curb that and downsize my clothing, but use versatile clothing for what I bring. So if you listen to my episode about creating a capsule wardrobe, this is perfect for it if you're traveling somewhere that's a similar climate to where you live because I can go to my capsule wardrobe and just pick out some items from there and I already know that it flows together, it fits, etc. Also using wrinkle resistant or washable clothing. This is tip four and when I was talking to my mom and dad, they have been on a road trip from Arizona to Asheville, North Carolina to visit my brother Brayden and his family and my other brother came up from Charleston and then they have driven back. They were drove to Montana and then they'll eventually make their way back to Arizona. But they've been all over. They've been on the road for about a month and they were telling me that they've only really used a few items of clothing and that they have been hand washing them. So if you use something that's wrinkle resistant and quick dry and you bring some laundry detergent with you or if you listen to my laundry episode you've heard me talk about the soap flakes from laundry evangelist these are perfect to travel with because you can just fill up a sink with some warm water add a couple of soap flakes wash your clothes rinse them out and hang them you would limit what you need to bring by a ton I mean really when you think about it the things that are actually getting dirty are probably underwear and socks which are very easy to wash out in a sink and dry a lot of places that you travel also probably have a laundry service or washing machines that you have access to so that you don't need to bring a new outfit for 12 days wash and rewear if you do the capsule wardrobe you'll have different pieces that look good together that you can create new outfits with so do that same with shoes and hair products for Uh, the ladies out there, or for men that style their hair. Um, I tend to bring more shoes than I need. I would say, ladies, get yourself a, a comfortable pair of tennis shoes that are also cute that you can wear with jeans. I have some from Sam Edelman that I love. There's all sorts of brands now that make really cute sneakers that are comfortable to walk in, but are, are a little bit dressier that are, are cute. So that's a must for me. And then in addition to that is a neutral pair of heels or wedges that you can wear with 
jeans or a skirt or a dress you can dress up or down so that you're not bringing multiple pairs of heels and then multiple comfortable pairs of shoes typically you need three pairs of shoes if you're going to be somewhere in a warm climate sneakers a dress pair of shoes and then some kind of flip-flop last but not least is to use your carry-on efficiently um it's amazing what you can get into a carry-on bag plus your personal item. I will say my personal item is a big old tote bag and I fit a lot into it. But most trips, I do not check a bag. I travel with a rollerboard carry-on suitcase that I put in the overhead and then I have that big tote bag that holds um, my computer, my notebook, a novel. I put my accessories in there, um, jewelry, those kinds of things that I want into that tote bag. And then all my clothes are in the carry-on. If you are checking a bag, always, and I say always, learn from my mistakes, put clothes, medications, all of that stuff into your carry-on. At least one or two outfits that you would be comfortable in, toothpaste, toothbrush, and any medications you need. When you do travel somewhere and they lose your luggage, it is a huge pain. And so help yourself, future you, if your luggage is lost, to not be freaking out. Same with if you're traveling with kids. Pack extra diapers in your carry-on because that's something that's hard to find in an airport. You know, a couple extra changes of clothes for your little one in case there's accidents or spills. Basically, set yourself up for success in case the worst happens so that you're prepared and you've thought about it, you have what you need to get through the situation. I, when I studied abroad in Thailand, I did not pack any clothes in my carry-on and it took, I want to say like four or five days for my luggage to come. I was in a new country, didn't speak the language, trying to find clothes to wear, um, was not good. So luckily I, traveled in some quick dry wear that I could wash and rewear but airports and planes are cold and Thailand was very hot so I wish that I had packed some shorts and a t-shirt in my carry-on as a backup knowing that Thailand's going to be hot. Anyway I hope that this is helpful for your summer trips. Um, Those packing lists can be used for anything and everything you know camping different outdoor activities that you're doing, what equipment you actually need, beach trips, what did you actually use, how many toys you need, did you really need the 15 SPF or should you have just brought the 50 snacks, things that you wish you had. Uh, I always travel with snacks in my carry-on even if it's just going to be an hour-long flight. I don't love eating airport food. I'd rather have my own snacks. Same with road trips. I cut up fruit and veggies and bring my own crackers so that I don't have to rely on gas station food as much as possible. My in-laws travel from New Orleans to Idaho multiple times a year and they will actually bring all of their meals for the entire trip so that they can focus on driving and getting to the destination and they don't need to try to source food along the way. So they have a little cooler and in the cooler, my mother-in-law puts different Tupperwares and it'll say day one breakfast and she'll put her and Kelly, my father-in-law's lunch in that container. Day one lunch, day one dinner, and then same day two, day three. 
And then each day she'll take that out of their big cooler and put it into a small manageable cooler that's up front in the car that they have access to. So that's a really great tip as well, kind of about packing, packing adjacent um, and knowing what works well, what didn't work well, you know, what is a good road trip food, what isn't, all those things. So packing lists are crucial. That's really the gem of the tip in this episode, but laundry cubes are really helpful, versatile clothing, packing cubes, downsizing, wrinkle resistant, washable, all those things are little added bonuses. Another little added bonus is to leave room in your suitcase in case you see something that you love and want to buy and bring back. There's nothing worse than finding that perfect gift for someone or thing that you've been looking for or want that is going to remind you of the special trip you're on and realizing you don't have room in your suitcase to bring it back and you're going to have to buy another suitcase in order to bring this thing home or figure out a way to ship it. So personally, I always try to leave a little bit of extra space for the unknown amazing things that I might find. If you end up implementing the packing list or if you have a packing tip that you have found really helpful, please message me on Instagram. That's at untraditionallytraditionalpod and let me know and I would love to share it with the audience. Thank you everybody for listening today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.